Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast, where personal growth simply isn't enough. I'm your host, Mark Cordone, a positive psychology coach, a do-gooder from the island of misfit toys who founded the Joy Revolution. Each week, I'll wrap with an extraordinary guest doing extraordinary things through their own revolutionary work to talk about the ups, downs, and all-arounds of life. It's my mission to provoke and empower you through increased joy and inspire you to spark your own revolution to change history for the better. Welcome to the most serious happiness podcast in this multiverse. Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast. All right, all right. Okay, so, um, uh, and it's Yummy Pen, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Right. Yummy, I want you to uh, say hi to uh, Joe Fern. Joe Fern is our sound engineer and he's going to make us, oh, he's going to make me and you're fine already, but like <laughs> he's going to make me sound fine, good and crisp and uh, articulate and right. smart. <laughs> <laughs> Joe sounds like a magician. Love it. Okay. He is a magician. He's a total magician. Um, again, this is Yummy Pen. Yummy Pen. Hello, hello. Thank you. Really honored to be here. <laughs> You're going to make me laugh. I'm about to do the intro. <laughs> you know what? Sorry. Let's just start the let's start Let's the intro. Let's start the intro like that. Um, we, we have engineer, entrepreneur, transformational coach um, in Australia that is coming to Ocala, Florida um, uh, uh, to talk about trauma and healing. Yemi and Yemi, I'm guessing you've never been to um, Ocala, Florida, because I don't even think half of um, Florida goes to Ocala, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I was thinking, should I lie or tell the truth? No, I have not been to Ocala, Florida. I have been to Florida, but definitely not there. But I'm, I'm excited because what I've read sounds like it's my kind of place and where I need to be. It's, it is it is your kind, kind of place. And, and uh, I like to... Uh, think uh, as an alum, it's my kind of people, uh, the, the people it. in Ocala. It's a really, really um, wonderful gem. Now, you know, even before we go into the engineering, the entrepreneurship and the transformational coaching, I think that's, I think that's great. Like looking at the, the, the pairing of engineering and mm. transformational coaching. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, you were born in, you were born in the UK, yeah. um, early childhood in, in Nigeria, yeah. a, a stint in Okinawa, um, and now you're in Sydney. And, and so like you, you've, you've been able to island hop around the world. I have. And, and I guess the question for you is, is what, uh, how have those, um, you know, in retrospect, those, those different experiences living in different places um, informed the first, the person that you've become? Oh, I love that question. Um, in a huge way. It means that I've been blessed and welcome to have diversity of thought. You know, I very much was, and we all are in our bubble and whether that's in our country, in our communities, in our families, but living in those places, which to be honest, is not a lot. There are people who have done way more hopping than that. Um, But what what it's allowed me to do is understand people who are different to me with different Mm -hmm. ideals, different, you know, rituals. It's been extremely rich. And as a result, I believe it's probably... What it's added to me is level of kindness and compassion that I probably wouldn't have had without it. Mm, That's been the biggest mm. thing. 
Yeah, and and that doesn't help out nowadays. Kindness no. and compassion. Uh, I'm just kidding. You need more of that. Um, yeah, of course. We 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 could always use more of that. Um, and I, I'm sort of I'm going back and I'm trying to like embody, um, young Yummy. Um, when you left at the time, the different places, yeah. were you excited about leaving? Or, 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 or were you like, no, my home is in Nigeria now. I don't want to go to Japan. Or, or was it really something that you were very um, looking for, much looking forward to? Well, you kind of used, I, I have this word, which is not as probably definitely not mine. I heard it from my daughter. I was nervous sighted, which is a mix of nervous and excited <laughs> together, like a sandwich. Um, every time I moved, that's the energy that's in my body. I mean, some of the times I moved, it was family, i.e. mum and dad said, okay, it's time to move. And I think I had that moving spirit. So it's now been a choice that I've made, but I've been nervous about, you know, even though I now thrive in change, it's also the safe zone. So when Whenever I was about to move, it was going to the unknown. And the unknown we've been taught is one of the scariest things. I don't think it is. I actually think it's more exciting. But it's, it's Oh, there comes the transformational coach right there. <laughs> Boom, you got me. How many minutes in and I'm already there? One, one transformational coach uh, mic drop right there because you were like, oh, you know, the you know, you know, we've been uh, taught to 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 fear the unknown. And I was like, oh, that's a 3D. Um, <laughs> model that's a 3d version of life and then you're like boom uh, trans- uh, uh, yeah absolutely um it, it it's it, it's in your pores when you when you uh go through transformation right and you see things differently especially things like the unknown absolutely absolutely it's i mean transformation the best the best definition i've heard of it is a shift in perspective but to, to have oh, that yeah. you have to be you have to be somewhere different whether that's in your mind or physically in your environment so absolutely absolutely now i i have to i i have to ask <laughs> nervous sighted i mm. want to know the context that your daughter used nervous sighted in <laughs> i think she was she was um i think she was like doing, college or something it was no well she's a teenager so she was in, sec- in okay. secondary school she was about to go on stage and do her speech and she was talking about one of the women i always get the name wrong Catherine from Hidden Figures because they had to talk about women in STEM, like science, technology, engineering, and math. And she loves writing. So she was really excited but then nervous and she couldn't understand to go to the toilet and get on stage. She says, I'm really excited. I want to talk about it. She says, I'm nervous. And I was like, yes, I love that word. Yeah. That's how it was birthed. (laughs) That word will be in the Oxford dictionary by 2021. That should be our goal uh, to get nervous sighted in there. Um, Now, now sort of when you started um, getting older, Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, the roles that you played. Right. Uh, you, you played the role of, of, of an engineer by profession, mm-hmm. um, an entrepreneur by passion. And, and now this uh, transformational coach by mission. Um, can you talk about that, that, that growth or, the, or that journey from um, profession to passion to mission? Yeah. Ooh. All of that. I mean, I'd want to say all of that that whole move between those three kind of blocks, which are really just words, probably happened over the last three to four years, but I've probably been building it from Oh, birth. wow. Yeah. So uh, engineering came as, you know, 
would have been in my late teens and my family wanted me to study law because a, a big part in the African culture is carrying on from what either your, well, mainly your dad has done. But I was really focused on just creating things. You know, I remember putting a desk together one day that took forever, even though it was meant to take two hours. But I was so excited and satisfied <laughs> with that, that I loved the idea of building stuff. And I'm like, yeah, engineering. So that's how the engineering started. And and then life did its thing. Like life was not working out the way the way I signed up. And so I started to think, okay, really don't want to do this all day nine to five I love what I do as an engineer but I want to do a few other things and then I remember thinking "Mm, but my mum said you don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none and I thought okay so that's another belief system I need to try and bust why can't I do both um and then the ideas of business hello transformational coach part two just in case those of you who are counting (laughs) (laughs) i love it you're so good (laughs) um and so i started to create um businesses that i enjoyed um and then the the last bit was the bit i ran away from like heavily the mission part was you know and stuff we're going to talk about a bit later was what i did not want to do because it was uncomfortable and some parts are still uncomfortable but when we talk mm. about life purpose, if I was to ever say there was one, this this would be it. I hope I'm right. If not, I'm speaking a lot of air on your radio show. But that's where the mission part comes in. It comes in as everything fused together, passion, purpose. All right, let's go. And that's the mission. It, it's like a Venn diagram. It, it all overlaps it with does. it, right? It um, I, I hope I'm using Venn diagram, right? I mean, you're a freaking engineer, so mm. you, you, you would know if I'm using that right or not. How would um, I <laughs> So, So, like, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm thinking, too, I, I used to work in higher education, right? You mm. know, and... And I, I would have, I guess, ostensibly a, a, a dream job. I got to put together happiness workshops and, 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 and all these great things. But there was still something about my profession that wasn't enough. It, 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 it felt like, um, uh, without trying to, to uh, discredit the, the institution I was a part of, it, it, it felt like I, there was something bigger out there for me. Yeah. Um, is that what you felt? I felt, yeah, I felt that there was definitely something more. There was something yeah. more. I, I just there's, there's something more to this. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Like spot on. Whether bigger, wider, it just it. You know, <laughs> I mean, think of it like the Truman Show. That's what it felt mm-hmm. like. It felt like the Truman Show where you're in this thing and you think there's something beyond the sea, beyond the whatever. That's what it felt. But I didn't know what that was. And to be honest, I mm. still don't know. And I may never know till the day I leave this body. But there there mm. was that hunger and scratching at the surface. And look, there's a risk because every time I scratch and I find out, oh, there was something more. Oh, that was fun. I then find out, yeah. oh, and there's more and there's more and there's more. So I need to figure out where where I draw the line. But yeah. Now, when you started getting itchy, what was your what was your family doing? Uh, Was it was it like, uh, come on, uh, yeah, maybe we need to get focused here. Well, yeah, yeah. this is where it all comes (laughs) out. So what I, I literally in hindsight now, what I did was I took myself out of my environment where the bulk of my family are, who we we have a great relationship, who are most of them are in London, but I moved to Australia. So mm. I was a bit removed, but however, from what they were hearing and seeing, it, it would have felt crazy. I mean, when I opened up, when I left my job to set up my own consultancy, 
that was scary. You know, I, I did yeah. have family members out of love say, are you sure this is right? You won't get a regular salary. You know, you'd yeah. have to find your own work. You know, all the things that we've been once again been taught to fear. And similarly, when I opened up a gym in the UK, it was, you know, my mum, bless her, <laughs> she she came into the, the empty shell that hadn't been built. And you could just see the expression on her face. She was she was proud, but also thinking, please, Jesus, watch my kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, she's lost her mind. So there, there was all of that. However, it's been really great to see that shift. But initially it was, okay, are you sure you know what you're doing? Whatever happens, we'll be here for you. And, and they've been great. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, especially because, um, um, so many people, especially folks who come from collective cultures, um, uh, uh, I, I, I come from, uh, my, or my origins are the Philippines, Uh which is a very collective culture. Right. And, and, um, what does that mean? Collective culture. So a collective culture is, um, one that is, uh, more based on the group than it is on an individual. Right, I see. Yeah. Right. So so oftentimes you'll see some some people from a collective culture um uh almost being obedient to yeah. uh what the family wants of you. And that yeah. makes the person the family and the person happy. Um but often at the same time like sometimes the individualistic culture will come in and start pulling at at the heartstrings, you know, they they want to do this but their family is telling them well, you can't make money doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so uh, you know, oftentimes in collective cultures, we we don't necessarily have the most support at the beginning until they actually see at the end it's working, right? Um, it, and it's great that you had family or you have family that's like, yeah, uh, are we nervous for you? Yeah. And are you are you probably nervous? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't make you more nervous about this, you know? Oh, there, now, there were okay. moments of that. There were moments of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be real. But um, I, think, yeah. I think being away from the environment allowed me to feel the fear and, and just get on with it anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we've, you, gave, you gave me two of the three um, businesses. What was the third? Oh, they usually forget. So what about? So I've got my consultancy, my gym, and then it's my coaching business, which is the transformation. Okay. So, the transformation okay. Work. Yeah. Let's get into this coaching thing, right? Mm. Um, and and one of the things I think is really outstanding here is is there's an engineer yeah. base that's talking about transformational coaching, and right. this is my this is my own. Um, uh, generalizations or overgeneralizations of, of, um, of engineers. I tend to think of them as this sort of mathematical lockstep thinking type of person. And then when you go into transformational, that's kind of soft and feely, right? It's complete contrast. Yeah. So and seems. so like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I see them as, as, uh, you know, either either being like the perfect marriage yeah. because one um, help, one uh, fills in where the other one uh, doesn't, or I can see them competing with each other yeah. and being like, "No, yeah. <laughs> think rigidly. <laughs> think, I love think it. with a ruler. <laughs> There's you only can't one prove answer. universal law. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> so, 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 talk to me about that." Um, that whole idea of becoming a transformational coach. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. 
once once again, it appears to be an oxymoron. And when people have done the investigation, I make sure I get this right. You know, people talk about the left and the right hand side of the brain, one that's logical, one that's creative. And, yeah. and, you know, I think about it. Well, if I've got one brain and my brain isn't physically split in two in two different bodies, what stops it from working together? Now, I, I was not that calculated in, in, in deciding to go into transformation coaching. But it was yeah. when I when I hit a crisis, because I typically think crisis is what triggers a lot of people to transformation. I started mm-hmm. to investigate other areas and I really need to broaden my horizon. So I had to silence the part of my brain that was logical still comes up every now and again because to, to get from where I am now from where I was to where I am I've had to be radically unreasonable according mm. to my engineering brain the, what I like I love that you just said radically unreasonable yeah. be- because it's almost like you're using your strength of engineering to come up with that plan before yeah. you shut off the engineering brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you use all the strengths of that and then you shut it off. Yeah. And just said, just I just need you to sleep for a bit, just so that I can I can investigate what else is going on. And it's been the best. And then <laughs> the true the true joy. Oh, see how joy came in there? The true the, joy. The perfect segue. <laughs> Thank you. We need to have a show together. That's a perfect segue. <laughs> I'm gonna give you another one in a second. I've been I've been holding off on this until I spoke. Uh-oh, to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> the true the true joy here is mixing the two together. I mean, being an yeah. engineer, my my most dominant energy is masculine. And and that's because mm-hmm. I've been in the masculine space and I'm now tapping into more of my feminine energy. And that balance, that blend has been beautiful to reach people as a transformation coach, but to reach people that typically would not be down for the soft, okay, let's talk about emotions. And so when I think of my engineering journey, it's been absolutely fundamental to, to the transformation mm. work. So, so it, it, it's, it, it's, it's almost like you get to you get to understand both worlds. And then when you go into uh, maybe more of an engineering brain um, mm-hmm. type of world, um, y- you can, you can articulate it in ways that aren't so soft, but makes right. sense to the engineering yeah. brain exactly. and, and can still get the awe and I want the transformation and, and, yeah. and, and all of those things. Absolutely. Ah, so, d- so, you're working with trauma in healing, yeah. um, and and oftentimes, um, um, I, I I I don't say this for everybody, but oftentimes people go into um, a, a place of coaching where they themselves have either gone through the healing or they're going through the healing continually. And it, yeah. it's a therapeutic thing. You know, for me, um, searching for happiness was the biggest thing for a long period of my life. Hence, positive psychology coach, right? I get to read about happiness all the time. Um, trauma in healing, what informed you going into that? Like I think I mentioned before we came on, it, it was re- reluctant. It was a reluctant element. You know, there was a traumatic part of my life, one in particular that I had I had buried, but got resurfaced again in mm-hmm. my 30s, so almost two decades after the actual traumatic event. And it, it yep. kept me it kept me safe by suppressing it. But it turned out that actually the suppression just meant somebody else had to suffer the loss of whatever. Yes. For me it was voice yes. of power. And and so 
it kept on coming up. I mean, to the point that it was coming into my dreams and, you know, in my everyday thinking, and then eventually started to come through in my family with my kids and my response. And so this so, wasn't something that um, uh, was a traumatic event that you had forgotten about. It was one that had it, it was one that it seems like it was it was kind of untreated and it, it and and you just kind of pushed it down. Correct. So Suppre- I mean, okay. suppressed it so much so that you know one could be forgiven thinking, "Oh, it didn't even happen." Like because when it comes oh, up, so you did put, suppress it pretty hard. Oh, e- okay. easily, easily. Okay. Okay. Was there a particular thing uh, 30 years later that um, sort of had it uh, uh, sort of have this upwelling? I I think sometimes it's like a pressure cooker. If if you keep it, if you keep it under too long, it'll just come out and you never know when it's going to come out. Correct. I mean, look, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm happy. I mean, this is your show. So you let me know what can. I'm I'm always respectful of what what I share. But yeah, I I mean, go wherever you want with this. This is this is you. And then afterwards, if we feel like cutting something, we'll cut it. Okay. no. So the the traumatic event that that I recall will happen to me around seven or eight. It was being sexually abused by an by an uncle in our family home. And I had. I had done a good job to suppress it. And to be honest, back then it would have it would have served me well. When I look back now, it would have served me well. Now I know a bit different as to how it didn't serve me. But what had happened mm. about 20 years, just over two, two and a half decades later, was I found out that this uncle was looking after um, another young girl in the family. So I just, I just froze. I froze. Yeah. And so that trauma, that traumatic event that I would have buried came back right there to the surface in my 30 year old body and that that was one trigger but remember that even happened this was this was eight years ago but what has happened over the past eight years is things have come into my mind I have seen material I've heard people talk about it and I've just said this is not my work no I'm not doing it the world doesn't listen to this stuff anyway so you know and you Mm. weren't listened to then so I've had all of that mulching in my brain for the past like you know seven eight years and then this year, whether it was COVID, which has forced you know a number of people to just reflect, I just, it's, I just it's, said it's the year of the shadow, you know, it is, right? <laughs> it's the year of the shadow, <laughs> right? Yeah. Time to step out of it. And I was like, okay, yeah. let's go, let's make this happen. And and what myself and a small team have achieved on the in the work on trauma over the past four months has been phenomenal. I I couldn't I couldn't actually make it up. Okay. So okay. yeah. TEDx is is one is one thing that's the catalyst for really taking this somewhere. So so what part of of sort of the 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 traumatic healing journey um is is uh I mean obviously this this is this is a mission um uh it and 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 I think one of the things that you're talking that you talk about is um, uh, daring humanity to transmute its pain into power. Ooh, I love that. Mm. Hey, it's Mark. I hope you're digging the Golden Mike podcast. If you have or are just starting your own revolution fueled by joy, there's a site I created for you. If you, like me, believe that personal growth is simply not enough, if you, like me, are committed to changing history for the better in both micro and macro ways, check out joyrevolution.com. In there, you'll find an archive of our over 200 Golden Mike Live Facebook shows and, of course, our podcast that you're currently listening to. 
too. Check out the blogs highlighting how positive psychology and joy theory apply to your everyday life. There's even some cool clips from our Joy Revolution course geared towards influencers, speakers, writers, and change agents. It's all there. Go to joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Let's get back to the episode. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a magic trick, but, but, but how do you, how do you help someone go from that, that, that trauma to, to being empowered to the, to the sovereignty, to, to, um, uh, you know, um, feeling great in their shoes and in their body? Well, there are a couple of things. Firstly, I want to say yeah. that I'm I'm not. Let me let me get to that. So I'm not a psychologist, psychotherapist. I haven't gone into that field. But what what I am okay. is the person who creates the space for those for those conversations to happen. I create gotcha. a bubble, the compassion, and then I bring the experts in. So I'm about to release my first documentary where I have a range of ancient and modern wisdom healers, you know, whether they're psychologists, Reiki masters mm-hmm. who come in. So that that is where my expert lies. Um, however, in the work I do as coaching, which is purely the guidance element, is mm-hmm. I think the first part to a healing or someone being in that position is just acknowledgement. You know, sure. I, one of one of my coaches said, "You cannot say goodbye to something you never said hello to," and so oh, that has yeah. right. That has to be that has to be the first part, and then the healing. I, I believe my healing will will continue forever, and the reason why I say that is because I think people are triggered by different things. I was triggered by different things. I still am. You know, things yeah. I didn't had any didn't think had anything to do with that event. Still comes. Yeah. But now I'm aware of it. I'm not hiding it. It's not suppressed. So I can pick right. myself up pretty quickly. And that's how just those little snippets allow me to start fueling that energy to something more powerful. I love what your I love what your I, I what your, uh, uh, your, your coach or your mentor said that. Yeah. How can you say goodbye to how can you let go of something if you never said uh, uh, hello to it? Sure. How can you let go to uh, of something like that? And um, um, yes, I, I do agree that one of the first things that happens, or one of the first things to happen in in in, in any realm, is is the awareness of it comes back. Yeah. Um, you know, a, after the suppression, the awareness comes back. I I, I don't know, you know, uh, how it was showing up in your dreams, but um, uh, the things that I suppressed uh, showed up in my dreams as a a, a headless dragon. Oh, wow. And it would pull it would pull me into the water, uh, almost saying like, "If you want to suppress me, like I'm gonna take you down," like type of stuff. So how did and, you uh, translate that? Um, I I went to the doctor. I went to the mountains. I looked at the children, and I drank from the fountains. I went to every, I went everywhere because it was a recurring thing. Um, and one thing that uh, started to come up was maybe you're repressing something, Mark. Yeah. And it was a spiritual person and uh, also a, uh, a a counselor that had said it. It, it, it could be, you know, it, it could be just random things. But if this is something that keeps coming up over and over again, you can't see its face. Um, you're getting pulled into the muck of things. Um, maybe you uh, are suppressing something. And, uh, you know, I, I don't mind talking about it, but like I, I suppressed my spirituality. 
Um, and, and in suppressing that, I became a positive psychologist that if you can't prove to me with numbers and data, like I'm, I almost had the engineer's brain um, because, you know, I had a dual, I, I, I saw the world dualistically in my 20s. And, and so uh, I had the opportunity uh, to see a, a very huge disembodied uh, presence. And I thought to myself, is something that huge is out there to help us? something equally as huge and dangerous is out there to hurt us. It, like that's the duality wow. that I, I saw in life at the time. Wow. And, and so I stopped, I stopped cold Turkey uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't because it's really, um, I, it, it, it's really like living without uh, rocks in my backpack anymore. Um, it, I, I, it's not that I'm, wow. I'm not finished with things, but I, I think uh, anything that you suppress um, will, try to get into every crevice yeah. and I, I don't know. I mean, you've worked with more people than I do, but like it, it'll get into every crevice. Everything. Um, uh, it'll show up in your dreams. It, it'll, it'll, it'll show up in, in, in these reoccurring things. It'll show up in memories. Yeah. Um, what was that like? What, yeah. Um, and what was that like when, when uh, 30 years later you heard about this uh, when you kind of re felt the trauma you you said you felt it as an adult but did you would you say that you had a reaction as the child who was traumatized yeah i mean look i say this in my tedx trauma is is held in the body the body is what yeah. keeps score that's the, the body that keeps was. score yeah yeah like it it yeah. really does and so for me once again wouldn't have known it's a pain in my shoulder so my shoulder and there's another part of my body but my shoulder is the, is the weak spot potentially there is maybe a biological issue with it but what happens is the minute there is stress or there is fear for me that's where it goes but okay. w- without doing the work I've done I would just assume oh my body's hurt I've gone to the gym I pulled it so that that's what started happening and it started to get stronger and stronger and more painful even though I had stopped going to the gym and working out so that's what my body was telling me and then mm. the mind got involved, and that was when I was like, "Wow!" Oh, so you didn't even need someone to look at this and and look at the energy body, like essentially, like the mind caught up and said, "This is trauma." Yeah, exactly. Oh, the body, the body's an incredible body, thing. It is, and if we listen to it, it tells us so much. And and this is part right. of the ongoing work that I want to do. I mean, you mentioned it going to the mountains, drinking from the fountain. What what <laughs> what? ancient wisdom is out there that can help us empower to heal our own trauma because you know as a positive psychologist we love the work that you and so many others do but there's only one of you like how are you going to reach the millions that are needed so totally totally and and the thing is the thing is is that um i i think a lot of cultures um uh particularly eastern cultures and indigenous cultures have been written off yeah. When it comes to uh, sort of mind-body medicine, when it comes to uh, uh, energy bodies, when it comes to understanding sort of really how our bodies work. I mean, we weren't necessarily given um, an instruction manual for our, our bodies, but to me, it seems like um, a lot of, uh, you know, there's nothing um, wrong at all with, with, with Western, um, Western approaches. But when you combine all of them together, you have this robust um, way of thinking about the body and, and, and energy and, and, and uh, 
transformation. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, can you talk to me about a time, uh, and it could be your own transformation, where uh, this, as a coach, you you saw someone go through something. You don't have to give names, but it 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 really solidified the fact that being a coach was your mission. Oh, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I, I know she she wouldn't mind because she's been more than happy to be testimonial. It was my my personal trainer. I'd gone to the gym and she was and I needed someone to get me back into shape and we were talking and she was she was looking at me just really in awe of parts of my story that related to her. But because I was so free and this was not coaching because I don't you know, sometimes I don't know when I've started and when I've stopped. But I was just sharing parts of my story. But what had really freed her was the fact that I was talking about my story with no shame with no guilt, mm, mm, with mm-hmm, none of that. Mm-hmm. And that yep. made her lean in a bit more because then automatically I had created a safe bubble for her to want to be more be more part of the conversation. And so when she reached out and I, I, I had stopped taking one-on-one clients because I felt I could do more if I did group group work, it was the fact that she had managed to change part of her profession to go into something else as a result of a few coaching sessions I'd offered her. Just, mm. Just that. Just being able to be me and actually make an impact was the greatest gift. And and even though I'd always made the decision a couple of years ago that I was going to be authentically me, I I can't believe I was being somebody else for so long. Because if it turned out that all I needed to do was be me and speak my truth with love and compassion, and as a result, I'd be contributing, shoot, Mm -hmm. I would have been doing this decades ago. (laughs) Decades. Like you would have moved years. to Ocala years ago, Tista. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love it. Um, uh, November the seventh is is when we get to see you. What's what are you most excited about with with your upcoming um, talk? Because you oh. you're coming from the furthest reaches, right? Like, un, like yeah. down under. That's what we're yeah. here in Australia. Down under. Um, you know what? I'm excited to actually just. Um, the air in in Florida, then Ocala, Florida. The people that I've spoken to so far, there is something in the energy and the vibe and how you talk that already makes me feel at home. And then when I look at the other people I'll be gracing the stage with, I mean, mm. people talk about diversity and sometimes it's an overused word. I mean diversity in thought. I mean diversity yeah. in culture. I mean diversity in ideas. That excites me. That really, yeah. really excites me more than more than ever. And for the first time in a long time, I'm comfortable and proud to say, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. Imposter syndrome would have visited me a long time ago, previously, <laughs> but now I'm like, no, I got this. I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm part, I'm part of the family. And it's, it's, yeah, it's really heartwarming. And yeah. Well, I'm, I am, uh, I am, I am so ready to see you on stage, and I'm so happy that um, uh, that Manal and, and her team have put together yet another great event. And I'm very excited that I don't have to memorize anything this year, <laughs> um, and I, I get to just enjoy. Now, for for those of you who are interested in enjoying too, TEDxOcala.com, th- this this will sell out. Because of the social distancing, and and yeah. so if 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 
if if you liked what you heard today, if you've liked um, um, uh, the the other guests, um, I, I just talked to Jimmy uh, okay. Jimmy uh, James. Holy moly! Well, wow. this is this is quite the lineup. Um, uh, go out TEDx uh, uh, Ocala dot com. Pick up your ticket on Eventbrite, and uh, we'll see you there. Um, before we go. Uh, my I'm, I'm, my meeting just got canceled for for uh, six thirty, so I, I'm going to go into the a bonus round with you because you've earned your stripes, Miss uh, Transformational, <laughs> and um, uh, you are not at all. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, I was going to talk about you being an introvert, but like, I don't think you believe it. I'm an introvert myself, <laughs> so um, maybe on your show we'll talk about introverts. Yeah, but um. This is the bonus round, and I'm I'm looking over at. Are you ready, buddy? I'm looking over at Joe Fern, who's yeah. going to be keeping score. Right, yeah. um, the highest we've gotten is five for five. Let's Aww. see how you do on this. Um, <laughs> you don't seem the least bit competitive, so like, <laughs> I don't think you I'm care. I'm already dreading this, but go on, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do whatever we can to to make you uncomfortable. But I want to I, I want to know how you embody joy, and so I'm going to ask you specific questions about it, if that's cool. Please, um, yeah. and I want you to fill in the blank. And then um, uh, Joe Fern over here will uh, confirm whether or not you're right or wrong. <laughs> you guys are too hard. Come on, be kind to me, Joe. Come on. I, I will. Right. I will. Right. Okay. okay. So, joy tastes like <gasps> freedom. Mm. Yeah, Joe Fern's giving me the thumbs up. Big okay. ding right there. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, joy sounds like. Oh, I'm too scared about kidding. <laughs> For me, the first thing that came to my joy sounds like the whispers around trees. You know, like when you're in a forest. I wanted to say air, but it's actually just the whispers of the yeah. wind blowing. Just silence. Someone's yeah. someone's paying a someone's paying attention to life. That's cool. I like it. Uh, Joe, Fer yeah, Joe Fern's give, giving me the thumbs up. Okay. Joy smells like. <gasps> I've never had suspense in this game before. I love it. Right? Because I'm really like, you done scared me. You didn't give me a heads up. Um, you know what? Joy Joy just smells like a, a full deep breath. Ability there you go. Your lungs. Yeah, that's what it smells like. Look at like. you. You're, you're just going right to the body. Like you, like you said before, the body knows. Yeah. The body cool. knows, right? Yeah. Um, joy looks like... <laughs> I'm so cheesy. But Joy looks like me because Joy's my middle name. Mm, booyah. Mm. Are you going to give her that point? Yes, he's going to give you that point. <laughs> on a loophole. She got it on a loophole. <laughs> now for to go five for five and, and make it to the bonus round. No yeah. pressure here. <laughs> Joy feels like. Joy feels like a spiritual hug. But then I feel I need mm. to go further to say what that feels like. And it just feels like you're constantly helped. Mm. But yeah, spiritual hug. Mm. Five for five. Congratulations. You're going to make you, it to the you, big bonus you. round. Yeah. You make it, you, you make it to another round of answering questions. So. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm excited about that, but let's go. <laughs> this one. Oh, look at it. She's, she's ready now. So, so this one is one question and, and, um, uh, you know, we talked before the show 
Um, can you believe that that we just talked like for five minutes before the show and then just went on? And like the chemistry, I think, is awesome here. Um, so, I, uh, I, you know, I told you I do this thing called the joy revolution, right? And obviously the there can be revolutions of the heart in joy, right? Where, where you talk about uh, transformation um, being that, uh, that increase in consciousness or perspective, right? So you can have yeah. a revolution of the heart or you can have a revolution of the people, right? Widespread yeah. change that happens um, being led by joy. Now, some things that don't make sense anymore can be destroyed in anger. But I truly believe that when we build new things up, we have to build it in, in the vibration of joy where yeah. it's not going to, it's just another angry building being put Correct. up. Correct. Yeah. So for you, what is your joy revolution? <laughs> My joy revolution is daring ourselves to respond to someone who triggers something in us that wants us to get angry, to but respond mm. with compassion. And compassion mm. doesn't mean you take it. Compassion means you just send it to them on a vibrational level. And to give a very quick example, I opened up a cafe recently and a woman came in and she's always grumpy. And she questioned the staff as to why, why was I behind the counter? Who am I? And that she was referring to me as she, she, why is she? And mm. the staff said, she's the owner. And I looked back at her and typically I'd want to do something different, say something different. But I smiled and I just sent as much love without speaking to her because I knew my mouth could be furious. Just <laughs> send love and compassion. And she came back, smiled, apologized and said, I love this place. I really feel at home. And oh, I will practice that more. often. So for me, a joy revolution is sending out compassion, even when you are triggered to want to do the opposite. I love it. Now, I have to ask, what did you want to say? You, This is a rated R uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast. So you can say whatever you want. Am I? Well, actually, you know what? If you see her at TEDx Ocala, ask her what what she would have said. Let's yeah. keep it at that. Let's do that. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, Yummy, to to uh, to speak to you, to learn about you, um, <laughs> to talk transformational um, uh, uh, transfor transformational coaching with you. Um, you're an absolute delight, and I can't wait to meet you um, in TEDx in November. Um, uh, we're so lucky that you're going to be coming in and, and schooling us on that. So thank you so so much. Thank you so much, Martin. Thank you. And I want you to come back, or if not, I'm going to invite myself onto your show. So yes. you don't have a choice. It's either yes. come back or, or invite your invite me to the show. I but but will. for now, Bye. awesome. Thank you. So for now, um, the two introverts are signing off. Uh, Mark and Yemi um, uh, saying, "For your sake, for my sake, for goodness' sake, start your revolution in love, in light, in shadows." and in joy, baby. Um, we'll see you soon. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the Golden Mike podcast. There's more good stuff coming your way. But until the next episode, let's stay in touch, yes? Find us on Instagram as The Joy Rev. The Joy Rev. Or communicate with like-minded revolutionaries in our Facebook group. Search The Joy Revolution Underground. 
And of course, don't forget to check out the classes, articles, blogs, and some serious fun at joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Now, until then, what will you do to change history for the better? Let's go out and play, shall we? Press start to begin. Yeah, yeah.